<laughs> I actually put the snow shovels away today from the church, okay? So there we go. But they're still where I can get to them easily if I need to. <laughs> hey, uh, we're going to talk about fellowship with the Father and the Son today, if that's okay. This is, um, we're going to be in 1 John chapter 1. And uh, some of the points that I'm going to be bringing to you this morning, they, they come from the Gospel of John also. So it's like the first chapter of the Gospel of John and then the first chapter in First uh, John, the epistle. So that's what we're going to be looking at. <clears throat> Excuse me. Fellowship with the Father and the Son. I'm really looking forward to sharing this. I'm just kind of, I'm just getting kind of hungry for, for more. Yeah. Or, or, or do you feel that stirring in you too where it's just like you're, you're just kind of wanting more more of this walking with God and being sensitive and led by Him and being in fellowship and communion with Him and I don't want that to be like something that we're desperate it's like oh we'll never get no I mean I'm thankful for what I have but there's just a hunger for for uh, walking in this life with the awareness of God being in all these things with us. Well, um, my brother and I, actually I have two brothers. I have an older brother, a year older than myself, and then a younger brother who was five years younger. Uh, so, you know, by the time my younger brother came along, my older brother and I were pretty well bonded together and he was seen as a little kid. So he really didn't get to be a part of our lives for a while. I don't, that's nothing I boast about, but that's kind of the way it was. <clears throat> but my older brother and I, and we did everything together. You know what I'm talking about? You just, you know, yeah, you, you just do everything together. And most of it's good. Maybe some of it isn't quite so good. But you just do it together. I remember one time we went to a friend's place. And they had polywogs in their driveway. There was evidently the water table was really high where they lived. And so there was this huge mud puddle was there all the time. And it would have these polywogs in it. And my brother and I figured, you know, we need polywogs. It's just, it's important. We don't have any at our house. So, so we uh, got dad's shovels. And uh, we got a ways away from the house where it wouldn't be quite so noticeable. And, and we dug this nice hole. So I don't know. I mean, at that time it seemed huge. You know, now it's probably like three feet deep and six, seven feet across. It was a pretty good size hole. And then uh, drug out the garden hose and we filled that thing up with water. And then we went on a polywog retrieval expedition. <clears throat> and we got a bunch of polywogs and put them in that puddle. Well, actually a little pond that we made. You know, the life cycle or the cycle for a polywog to a frog is pretty quickly. You know, it happens pretty fast. And I didn't realize how many polywogs we put in that pond. But uh, anyway, uh, we kept it full of water. We didn't like let them dry out and die. We kept it full of water. But man, frogs everywhere around our place after that. I mean, you're mowing the lawn and they're just leaping out of the way. And being a boy, sometimes you, you know, do a little chase too. But anyway, there's frogs everywhere. My brother and I, it's like we just did everything together. There was a fellowship. You know, we, we, just, we just had that. And I want to talk about fellowship. The fellowship between the Father and the Son. Oh, such fellowship between the Father and the Son. 
And then the fact that they have opened that up to us. That we can be in that. We're going to look at the fellowship between the Father and the Son and see how close and intimate it was. And then we're going to see that, that God says, I want you to be in this too. Just as close as the Father and the Son are. So, we'll get started here. But again, we're going to be in 1 John. And we'll start with uh, 1 John chapter 1, verse 1. The first point is, the Father and the Son, they created everything together. They created everything together. It doesn't say that in this verse, but we'll, we'll go to some other verses. 1 John 1.1 1, 1, That which was from the beginning. Who's it talking about? It's Jesus. It's talking about Jesus in this instance. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard. Uh, the Apostle John he had walked with Jesus. He had heard Jesus. He had seen Jesus. He had touched Jesus. And he's talking about that. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked at and our hands have touched, this we proclaim concerning the word of life. And it's talking about Jesus there. The word of life. Now there's some phrases here that are really similar to the Gospel of John. From the beginning, the, the, he was from the beginning, the word of life. So I want to go there quickly, John chapter 1, and let's see what it says there. In the beginning was the word. Who is he talking about? He's talking about Jesus. It's interesting. Uh, the, the Greek word there is logos. And it means a transmission of thought, communication, divine declaration. It's an interesting word. And yet it's saying that Jesus is this living word of God. The very expression of God. It's almost, I mean it's hard to explain, but that's what it says. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God. From the very beginning, and that doesn't mean they have a created time, it just means from eternity. <laughs> Jesus was with God. Then it goes on to say, and the Word was God. God the Father. God the Son. And also God the Holy Spirit. One God, yet Father, Son, Holy Spirit. In the beginning was the Word, the living Word, Jesus. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. God the Father and God the Son have always been in fellowship with one another. Always. They created everything together. Let, let's look at that. Verse 3. It says, Through Him, through Jesus, all things were made. Without Him, nothing was made that has been made. So, if you go back to Genesis, and you, you know, read through the creation account, God spoke, you know, let there be light. God, He, he spoke that, and the living Word of God caused it to be. God spoke, Jesus did. 
They created everything together. And even when it came to creating people, they did it together. I mean, it says in the scriptures, let us, God is saying this, let us make man in our image. Us, the Father, the Son, the Spirit. Let us make man. The Father and the Son created everything together. This fellowship, this communion, they have always had it. Constantly in fellowship with one another. Well, let's go back to our text. 1 John. And this is the second point I want to make. The Father and the Son, they reached out to lost humanity together. It wasn't just Jesus coming to do this. Together, they were reaching out to those who were separated from God. So, in 1 John chapter 1, verse 2. The life appeared. Jesus came. We have seen it and testified to it. And we proclaim to you the eternal life which was with the Father and has appeared to us. He, he was with the Father and now He's here. And we saw Him, we heard Him, we touched Him. He is eternal life. Of course, Jesus said a lot of stuff like that. I am the way, the truth, the life. Uh, there was just a lot of things He said about that. The Gospel of John, this is the way it talked about it. <clears throat> Excuse me. Verse 14, chapter 1, verse 14. The Word, again that's Jesus, the living Word of God. The Word became flesh. The Word became a human being and made His dwelling among us. We have seen His glory, the glory of the one and only who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. While Jesus was walking on this earth, the Father and the Son were always in fellowship. They were always in communion with one another. I want us to look at some verses in the Gospel of John where Jesus specifically talks about this close fellowship He had with God the Father even while He was walking on the earth. So the first one will be in John chapter 5. Jesus... Uh, He's in a situation where the, the Jewish people that were there were wanting to kill him. Okay? Which happened more than one time. They wanted to kill him because he had healed somebody on the day of rest. And you shouldn't work on the day of rest. And that really upset them. God actually healed somebody on the Saturday or the Sabbath. And then he had said that he was the son of God. And oh, they were upset and they wanted to kill him. Well, let's look at his words here. John 5, 19. Jesus gave them this answer. I tell you the truth. The Son can do nothing by himself. He basically said, anything you see me doing, it's the Father. He's directing and he's working through me. The Son can do nothing by himself. Let's read on. He can, he can do only what he sees his father doing. 
Because whatever the Father does, the Son also does. Man, there's just such communion there. Whatever the heart of the Father is, that's what the heart of the Son is to do. Whatever the plans of the Father are, that's what the Son is going to do. There's just this communion, this fellowship. For the Father loves the Son and shows Him all He does. Let's look at another verse. And interestingly enough, it's another time when the Jews wanted to kill Jesus. Okay? Uh, In this instance, he was in the temple during the, the Feast of Dedication, and he said something. He said, the Father and I are one, and oh, did that get him in trouble. Again, they wanted to kill him again. But let's look at this. John 10, verse 36. Why then do you accuse me of blasphemy because I said, I am God's Son? Do not believe me unless I do what my Father does. But if I do it, even though you do not believe me, believe the miracles that you may know and understand that the Father is in me. And I am in the Father. Communion. Created the heavens and the earth and everything that is in them. Created them together. Came to this world to bring redemption and hope. They did it together. God didn't just, the Father didn't just send the Son on an assignment. They were in this together. Let's look at these words where Jesus is talking with his followers, those who did believe. Okay, they did believe that he was the Son of God. John 14, verse 10. Don't you believe that I am in the Father? And that the Father is in me. The words I say to you are not just my own. Rather, it is the Father living in me who is doing his work. Jesus was not separated from the Father. There is only one instance in all of eternity when Jesus was separated from the Father. And that was when he was on the cross. Our sins were placed on him. And our sins separated Jesus from the Father. And I believe that's when he cried out, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? That was the only time in all of eternity Jesus had ever been separated from the Father. The words I say to you, they're not just my own. Rather, it is the Father living in me who is doing his work. Believe me when I say that I am in the Father and the Father is in me. Or at least believe on the evidence of the miracles themselves. Jesus did so many miracles and it was to show God was with him. This was God working on the earth. That was the purpose of all these miracles. Well, the Father and the Son created everything together. The Father and the Son reached out to lost humanity together. The third point, and we'll go back to 1 John for this. The Father and the Son invite you and I to be in that same fellowship. I mean, this is pretty amazing. This this intimacy and this unity that the Father and the Son have, they're just one. They just, everything is together. I am in the Father. The Father's in me. We are one. That, That unity... That amazing relationship that they have. God says, I want you to be right in the middle of that. 
Isn't that something? He's not inviting us into some sort of a casual relationship. He's saying, me and you, you and me, us walking together. This is amazing what God offers us. And it's not because any of us deserve it. You know what I'm saying? It is only by the mercy and grace and favor and love and kindness and of God that He says, my son and I are so close. We're one. And I want you to be right in the middle of it. Where it's my son and I and you with me. Walking to... It is amazing this thing that the Lord offers us. This fellowship with Him. The Father and the Son invite us into their fellowship. 1 John chapter 1, verses 3 and 4. We proclaim to you what we have seen and heard. Again, John the Apostle, probably speaking of the other apostles also, we saw Jesus, we heard Jesus, we touched Jesus. We're proclaiming to you all the stuff that we experienced. We proclaim to you what we've seen and heard so that you also may have, and I'm going to cut it off right there, so that you also may have forgiveness. Forgiveness is wonderful. And through faith in Jesus and Him dying for our sins on the cross, we can receive absolute forgiveness. But you know what? John, John wasn't saying, and here's the, here is the amazing thing that, that you can be a part of with us. He didn't say forgiveness. Although, it's wonderful. He didn't even say eternal life. Although, that's wonderful. You know? For God so loved the world, He sent His only Son, that whoever believes on Him wouldn't perish, but have eternal life. But, but John didn't say eternal life was the thing in this instance. He didn't even say God's blessing. He didn't say the grace and favor of God on your life. We're telling you all this so that you can have the grace and favor of God on your life. That's not what He says. He doesn't even say Healing. We're telling you all of this. Jesus is the healer. He heals bodies. He touches people. It's not what he said. There was this one thing that meant so much to the Apostle John that he was trying to get all of those that would be reading this letter at that time and even today to understand how wonderful this was. And these are the words. We proclaim to you what we've seen and heard so that you also may have fellowship with us. Fellowship with us. That word koinonia. Fellowship. It means sharing. It means unity. It means close association. Participation. It's a precious word. John is saying, we're telling you all of these things so that you can participate with us in what we are participating in. And what were they participating in? Fellowship with the Father and His Son, Jesus Christ. John said, the most precious thing I can share with you is that you can have fellowship with us. This fellowship that we are experiencing, you can be part of this. And what is this fellowship? We get to be in fellowship 
with the Father and with His Son, Jesus Christ. I think that's pretty awesome. That intimate fellowship and oneness that the Father and Son had experienced together for all eternity, they say, now you be a part of it. Not from a distance. Be a part of it. I'm going to read some verses, again out of the Gospel of John, where Jesus was explaining this this fellowship that was going to be made available for people. And uh, there's there's some pretty precious verses here. John 14, verse 19. Before long, the world will see me, will not see me anymore. But you will see me. Because I live, you also will live. On that day, you'll realize that I am in my Father, and you are in me. And I am in you. Opening up that fellowship, that communion together. It's it's not going to be just the Father and I in one another anymore. We're going to be in you. And you're going to be in us. And we'll have this fellowship together. I'm kind of happy that he did that. Look at Jesus' prayer for his disciples. He prayed for them before he was taken away. That's in John chapter 17. He said, I will remain in the world no longer. But now he's praying to the Father. Okay, this is his prayer. I will remain in the world no longer, but they are still in the world. And I am coming to you. Holy Father, protect them by the power of your name, the name you gave me, so that they may be one as we are one. Oh, Father, the communion I've had with you, let them have that with one another. Let them have that with us. Jesus said, I'll never leave you as orphans. There's a communion right now. By the precious Holy Spirit, God is in, the Father is in us, the Son is in us by the Spirit. We are not alone. Well, Jesus, when he was saying that prayer, he didn't even stop with the the disciples that were there while he was praying. He started praying for you and I. Really, he was praying for us. And I want to read that prayer. So that's in verse 20, same chapter. Verse 20. My prayer is not for them alone. I pray also for those who will believe in me through their message. There's going to be all those people that will hear about me because my people just keep telling. And I want to pray for them also who will believe in me through their message that all of them may be one. Father, Just as you are in me and I am in you, may they also be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me. Fellowship with God the Father, God the Son. I've been focusing there, but God the Spirit also. We have communion with Him. So, kind of wrapping... This message up. Fellowship with the Father and the Son. That's how the world was created. The world, 
all of creation was created through the Father and the Son together. That's how it all happened. Jesus, the living word of the Father spoke. Jesus, the living word, did. That's how creation came to be. Redemption. The message that people can be restored to God through the death of Jesus. The Father and the Son together brought that message. The Father was in the Son. The whole time He was on earth. Fellowship. That's how you and I grow spiritually. We grow spiritually how? Through fellowship with the Father and the Son. Jesus said something that was pretty bold. He said, Without me, you can do nothing. Well, Jesus, I think I can do some things without you. And I have found out that I can do some things without him. I'm not saying I really like the results of it, but I have found out that I can't do some things without him. But Jesus, just like when he walked on, he said, I I can't do anything unless the Father. The Father directs me. The Father shows me. It's through the Father. And you and I, oh Jesus, help us to understand as we're walking in this life, we're not trying to please a God who is way off in the distance watching to see how we're doing. That is not it. If you receive Christ personally as your Savior, He's not off in the distance. He is in you. The Father is in you. They are walking through this life with you. And we often don't remember that. We'll go through our day handling things ourselves and then when we finally reach a situation where we just can't handle it, then we give God a call. Anybody know what I'm talking about here? Okay? God, you've been watching me for a long time and you've seen that I finally come to the end, so will you help me now? And his response would be, I've actually been in you the whole time. Waiting for you to let me help you through all of this and not just, you know, goodness. The same fellowship that the Father has with the Son, He has with you. The same fellowship the Son has with the Father, He has with you. We just need to remember that. God, where were you? I was with you. Don't you know what I went through? I experienced it. Why didn't you do something? Did you ask? Some of you are trying so hard to be strong Christians and make it through difficulties, but you're doing it on your own. God never asked us to do it on our own. He's with us. Scripture says, to be strengthened with all might by His Spirit in our inner man. It wasn't talking about a special event. It was talking about everyday life. Strengthened with all might by His Spirit in our inner man. We need to be aware. 
I had an idea, but <clears throat> probably glad I didn't do it, so I'm going to move on. <laughs> How does the kingdom of God go forward? Through fellowship with the Father and the Son. And one another. We are one. Do you realize you're one with the person sitting next to you? And I know spouses, you're thinking, yeah, I know that. No, okay, those, you're one with everybody in this room if they have Jesus. We're in this together. We can pray for one another. We can help one another. But you know what? If you never ask for prayer, we can't pray for you. Confess your faults one to another. Pray for one another that you may be healed. We're one. We're one. I have giftings. You have giftings. Mine are a little better, but that's okay. I understand. But we all have giftings. Yeah. God just fits everything together so well. I don't like being dependent on other people. And I know there's some other people in this room just like that. You just kind of like to take care of it yourself. My wife will say, why don't you ask for help? Something rises up in me and says, I'll just do it myself. I've hurt my back before with that attitude. I've done done various things with that attitude, okay? I don't like being dependent on other people. And God says, get over it. I created you to be dependent on one another. That's how His body works. The Father's dependent on the Son. The Son on the Father. We're dependent on one another. God weaves us together. Things get done that way. Okay, I'm rambling, so we're going to wrap it up here. Last part of verse of our text is this. I'll just read all of it. We proclaim to you what we've seen and heard so that you also may have fellowship with us. And our fellowship is with the Father and with His Son, Jesus Christ. Last part. We write this to make our joy complete. Father, I just want to have joy in this life. I want you to have joy. Be in fellowship with me. Be in fellowship with one another. Well, I am except for that other guy. I don't really like that other guy. Well, that's robbing your joy. You need to get that out of the way. Okay? We write this to make our... He didn't even say my joy. Some translations say your joy. But this is NIV. I'm just going with this one for today. We write this to make our joy complete. John wasn't even just thinking of himself. It was just like, we're all in this together. We write this to make our joy complete. And I think the Father and the Son's joy is complete too. When we're in fellowship with one another. You realize that we, this, our Christianity is is really based on relationship and not works. Our Christianity is really based on relationship and not being good. A lot of religions are based on being good and being good is good. But that's not what we're based on. 
We're based on being in relationship with our Heavenly Father and with our Savior, Jesus Christ, and with one another in this life. That's Christianity. I, I think God's plans are the best. I know some of us think we've got some pretty good plans too, but no, I really do think God's plans are the best. I'm learning that more and more. (laughs) Okay, so how do I finish this? Well, I I have to show you. I always talk about my anointed outline, so let's put it up there, okay? (laughs) Fellowship with the Father and the Son. The Father and Son created everything together. The Father and Son reached out to, to humanity together. And the Father and Son invite you and I to be in that fellowship. So I'm going to have the worship team come on up. And um, I don't want this to be a service where you're evaluating how close is my relationship with God? Should I be feeling bad about it? I don't want to go there. We had a prayer meeting last night. We have prayer every Saturday night from 6 to 7 here at the church. Pray about all kinds of things. But there was something that came to me. God leads us by His Spirit. God puts things in people's hearts and we pray. But He He put the word casual in, in my heart. And it's like I couldn't, you know, dismiss it. So I had to start praying about that. And the impression I had was... God was kind of showing me that he said, people, they treat my relationship with them so casual that it's no longer special. It's just casual. Yeah, God's my Father. Jesus is my Savior. You know, yeah, I'm in a church. But it's just a casual thing. And the Lord says, I've made this this opportunity for you so that it would be a special thing. You can be in me. And I will be in you. We will be one as you walk through this life. And then one day, all barriers will be removed and you'll be with me face to face. And we'll be one there also. So, I don't want us to be a church that's just casual about this fellowship that God has offered us. I want us to be excited about it. I want us to just enjoy it together. I want us to to realize everybody needs this. I don't want to keep it to myself. Everybody needs this. So, the altar today, I'm going to open up the altar to everybody everyone this morning it's going to be I just want to draw close to the Lord I just want I just I'm hungry for him and I just want to draw close to him and I want to I want to meet with him so let's stand together